And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian and featured performer at this year's Corn Maze Gorilla Convention. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's a mild-mannered businessman by day and an even milder-mannered businessman by night. It's Alan Moss. And he's a comedian and former host of Talk Soup and Wipeout. It's John Henson. Chef Jeff is here to make his homemade wiener schnitzel with extra wieners. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Boston baked beans. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests and welcome. First time on the Thursday show, but second time on the podcast, John Henson. Hi. Hello. Hi. Good to be back. And congratulations. Thank you. On yes. the new member of the podcast team. Also at Dining Room Studios, at the actual dining room table of Dining Room Studios, oh, is our son in Elliot. Intro. It's okay. I know. I know you are you I know you don't want to have to start writing for another person. <laughs> the fewer the better. Um, I feel like he'll get over it. Yeah. No, I don't think he's going to He's going to have other things that are going to be ahead of this mm-hmm. to talk about in therapy. Hello, Jenna. Hi. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Allison. How's the lactation consulting going? My boobs are so big. I feel like I'm suffocating my baby. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have the opposite problem. I feel like my baby can't find... And no one can find my boobs. Call the la leche people. They could find them. Yeah. They're good with that kind of stuff. I know. Is La Leche a cult? No. I feel like they've been talked about as in the cultish terms. By my parents? My Just parents are all about them. Up. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Are you talking you really about like in the sister. Rosen family? You, yeah. you are specifically talking about my family. Yeah. My family is very... They are like any question you have regarding... And by the way, my dad's a doctor. But still, they feel like any question you have about babies, call La Leche. They actually... my. Sorry, is John a number and you call? Well, it's, it's a league of women who are in favor of, you know what? I'm not doing them justice. What is Leche? Leche milk. stands for something. What does it stand for? <laughs> when, milk. When, but when you describe it as a league, it makes it sound like they have jerseys. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're a team. Yeah. They I'm just sure. a call they, center. They got a bowling it's league. Competitive. It's really a, a league of competitive uh, nursers. Competitive yeah. breastfeeding? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I can't even. The women at the breastfeeding support group who said they feel like they're drowning their babies with their copious milk supply and they're yeah. suffocating them with their gigantic breasts and also one yeah. woman and I hope none of them you know what no one knows who right. I'm talking about one woman said that her nipples are so big they're like yeah. giant gumdrops okay. yeah. right. she's, a, she's the Michael Jordan of the yeah. league she's got she's working with about 30 yeah. PSI when you see her when you see her walking in with those uh, swingers it's like oh my god no one wants to compete again <laughs> that's not the La Leche League I'm talking about that was a support group I went to but the La Leche League I I can only talk about what I think they are I don't actually know how they define themselves but it's an organization okay. of women and their main thing is breastfeeding and child 
Is it also child death? Could you fighting crime? No, and fighting or did they crime. Not, they fight <laughs> crime night, with breast milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are they related to Dolce de Leche? No. Nice oh my God, flavor? that would Dulce be a leche, very yeah, tasty organization. Yeah. I'm imagining the criminals at the at the end are always just like in fetal positions, just sucking on a breast, <laughs> like yes. yeah. on a giant gumdrop nipple. That's anyway, right. growing up, my parents mentioned them frequently because. Like I said, any sort of child-rearing question someone had, it was like, call La Leche. But my, and this is one of the things that my sister and I, when we get together and grumble, and I'm sure my mom will hear this. Hi, mom. Um, my parents always re- called it La Leche, which oh, is yeah. <laughs> not at all how you Silo pronounce e. it. That's something different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, that's not the typical. Let's Google that, see what comes up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my sister and I have had to reteach ourselves what they're actually called. My sister's like, it's. Spanish for milk. We took Spanish. We should know this. Why do we both still want to say la leche? What did she think the la was if the leche? L.A., Louisiana. I have no oh, idea. Yeah, L.A. leche, maybe. L.A. leche. Local. They actually tattoo that in gothic letters on their neck. Right. So it is an international nonprofit advocacy group that distributes information on and promotes breastfeeding. Yeah. They yeah. get the teardrop. T- it's actually not a teardrop. It's breast milk, right? <laughs> it's By the eye. Yeah. Where they get you. <laughs> right. So lots of stuff to get into. But first, this is a special episode because there's two people here whose lives have been, well, and Al, you're sort of like two and a half people. Lives have been very touched oh, yeah. by you're half a person. America's yeah, Funniest Home Videos because Jenna is their biggest fan. Uh-huh. No, Al is their biggest oh, fan. Oh, uh-huh. I'm sorry. You're the half you're, person then. Yeah. Yes, Jenna's half. <laughs> yes. He <laughs> loves AFV with a passion. It's okay. on so many channels during the day. I didn't even know that. And he knows You can that. always find it on. Have Not they dropped mention, the home? You can always find It's like La Leche. They're always <laughs> it's available. Always there yes. for you. Yeah. It a- is. AFV and friends. Yeah. And then uh, John was offered the job of hosting the show. Once Get upon a time. Turned it down. Once upon a time, yeah. Well, I'm Tragic honored to be in your presence just because Wipeout was like right behind my Oh, AFV he loves session. Wipeout. <laughs> it's like... Basically, oh. you just like America's funniest golf ball in the nuts hour. Yeah, anyone who like gets hit your... in the crotch, knocked yeah. over unexpectedly. Sure. Screen right. doors, glass doors. Big into schadenfreude. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. best, yeah. yeah, well, the best is when he laughs, giggles, and then says, totally deserved it. What an <laughs> idiot. That's Come the on, best. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> says it right. so often, you yeah. guys. Oh. Yeah. yeah, sense Love of moral stuff. superiority. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Have you ever tried the wipeout uh, obstacle course yourself? No, no. no. As, I, as I like to say, <clears throat> every day I went to work, I saw a series of very convincing arguments to <laughs> never <laughs> attempt the course. so yeah he offered the job turned it down then years later felt like it was your time then they turned you down (laughs) and it was so not my time yeah 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 now they had the last laugh on that yeah no i uh i was offered the job i think back around like 1999 2000 so was that partnered with daisy fuentes that was when john fugel sang no okay yeah yeah. and then um and then it actually i think it was canceled and it went away and then it came back with tom 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 well who am i talking to you would have been number one historian historian. Historian. i know fantastic uh, you would have been great uh, i listen i i would have uh, I would have loved to have done it uh, now, but uh, I, you know, uh, they have uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, and he's doing yeah, a great job. He's, he is. That's he's doing true. well. He's doing well. Tom Bergeron holds a special place in my heart. He was. He's fantastic. Al, what's your screen name on the AFE fans uh, <laughs> forum? Forums. Right, La Lech. <laughs> La Lech. La Lech, yeah. La Lech so, at AFE. Yeah. 
We have a game where we see if Al know- we Someone asks a question of Al, and then we all go around and try to figure out if Al knows. Mm. And I'm wondering, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, John, mm. but can you think of like a AFV question that Al might or might not know? Oh, I know that geez. you're not the world that, authority yeah, on AF, them. Yeah, AFV might be hard for me. Well, Sweetheart, oh, he, Wipeout he would be better, actually. How about a Wipeout question? <laughs> wipeout would be better. Actually, if nothing's coming up for either of these, we can just open it up and it can be completely general and you can just try to stump Al. Stump Al. With on anything. Uh wow. Um w- w- specifically Sorry, with, r- with That's okay. I'd like to, well, pol- well, I'd like to apologize to John me. and to Al and to hold the on, listeners. Hold on. A little background. Al is an Eagle Scout. I oh, am. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Is yeah. that legit? Yes. He knows, he yeah. kind of knows about all things. I would say random knowledge. The natural That's sciences. Useless. You are the Cliff Clavin of the Allison. Sure, yeah. Frozen just useless podcast world. garbage knowledge that okay. no one needs to know. All right. Um, okay. Uh, well, uh, well, before we even get into that, let me just ask, is, is this, uh, does your sense of schadenfreude extend to things like jackass and other stunt shows or is it more that sort of mainstream fastball eight it's o'clock family friendly wholesome mainstream. gas sure. i'll watch a little bit of ridiculousness sure but i usually if jenna's around that's a little too too severe. He drives that's too painful yeah. i feel like all of those people have brain damage yeah. afterwards that's, like, so that's hard for me i can't watch tosh yeah it's oh, too yeah. Tosh cringy knows. too painful yeah. Al draws the line at the hot wheels up the butt <laughs> yes, I yes. got to tell you, when I had uh, my s- when we- my son was a newborn, I was staying up and watching. I think Jackass Two and a Half had, yeah. had come yeah. out, and I was watching it on pay per view. And I was just watching that on an endless yep. loop. You'd get it like as many times you could watch it for three days. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it was just me on zero sleep. And it was ex- that was exactly what I needed. I had no alpha wave activity at all in my head. And I was just watching. It's highly watching. Mouth breathing, you know, and just going. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I should get into. I've been watching. There was an episode I recorded of Guy's Grocery Games. Not one oh, of my, not my yeah. regular viewing True. on Food Network, but it was Burt Kreischer and oh, uh, Lonnie, Lonnie Love. Love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you were on a Food Network show. Uh, well, and I did a show with Lonnie Love. I did Lonnie Love was on Worst Cooks with me. Oh, in right. Fact, yes. Yeah. She was on my team. Well, so they were on Guy's Grocery Game, so I recorded it. And at every feeding, I would watch like another 10 minutes or so. And Is by that the, the end, Guy Fieri one? Yes. By the end, I was the biggest fan ever, and I'm like, I need to record all these so that this is what I'll watch in the middle of the night. Maybe I should switch I to Jackass. I think it might be on Netflix, half. too. Oh, really? Possibly. The, I feel like I've seen it in passing. Although, you know, let's be honest. If you're paying to watch grocery games yeah. <laughs> with a newborn, you got, you got a, you got a few things to there's, iron out. There's a lot of healing yeah. going yeah. on right yeah. now. So. <laughs> you might want to look at your expenditures if you're <laughs> setting some money aside for the and, downloads. And Mindy Cohn was also on Worst Cooks. Yes. I'm a huge Facts of Life fan. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming these people were judges, not contestants. No, 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 no. Yeah, very much a contestant. Really? Mindy Cohn, mm. awesome. Uh, adore her. She has lavender hair, which makes yes. me so happy. 
As soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, you have lavender hair. I want to talk to you. She's great. Yeah. She's awesome. There was a lot of, uh, it was one of those. So I, I, I decided to, to, to do that show because it was, uh, I, I literally got a, an email from my manager going, you should do this. This is a no brainer. And the two people that were signed on to do it were Tommy Davidson and Nikki Sullivan, who were both friends of mine. And I was like, oh, I love those guys. They're both comedians. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> literally every, subsequent cast member that signed on I went oh no <laughs> what have I done <laughs> like, it was like you know like Barbara Eden I dream yeah. of Jeannie uh, Mike the situation you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I just uh, I, who by the way I'm gonna tell you right now I can't explain it this is what I tell people He's exactly who you think he is, but for some reason, it's totally endearing. You, it's not yeah, annoying. Yeah. It's he is so genuine and he such seems, a nice guy. He seems like an innocent guy. He there's is, a there's a weird innocence to him. I can't that, explain it. Like there's no artifice to him. Like yeah. he is that guy. He's very self aware. And I would also add that like by the time I met him. He has been humbled. Like, he had yeah. his, mm-hmm. like, meteoric... I mean, dude, those guys were like the Beatles. Yeah, like, he huge. was like Drake shutting down the mall. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, you know, obviously they went through their stuff and, you know, um, sort of went their separate ways and the money, you know, kind of runs dry. And by the time yeah. I met him, he was just like a dude who was like... You know, sort of seen everything, been there, done that, and, uh, you know, was still... The sitch, you know? So, I never watched the show. Did we ever figure out what the situation was? The situation is with his abs. Oh, the, the abs oh. were the situation? He, was, he used to be a male model before the show, so he would go to, like, nightclubs with no shirt. Yeah. As you do. Sure. And, well, uh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> some girls were flipping out over his, uh, his over abs. his abs, and one of the guys goes, dude, the situation with your abs is out of control, uh, and that became Mike's situation. situation. Yeah. I didn't know that. And by the way, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. The guy can cook. The guy, yeah. can, I, like, I got in there and I was like, <laughs> first day, I'm like, no way, I'm going out before the situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was my thing. And like the first day, they're giving us our, you know, cooking challenge. We're all taking notes assiduously. You know, <laughs> Mike doesn't even have a notebook in his hand. He's looking around the room. Like we're like, dude, yeah, what are you doing? Like we're all looking at each other. Like this guy's out. No, no. no. He didn't have to take notes. Yeah. Like, he just... And by the end, you were ne- like, it's an honor to lose to you, Mr. Situation. Well, <laughs> the crazy thing was... Mr. I, the Situation. I never yes. watched I never watched Jersey Shore, and some, yeah. one of the crew guys goes, uh, did you ever watch the show? I go, never. And he goes, uh, dude, he cooked, like, yeah, every he was single oh, yeah. episode family, for six seasons. There was some name for yeah. when they all sat down to they meals together, family like family dinner. dinner. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was your experience it. positive on the show? Because Mindy's was not really. Oh, you had Mindy. On? I had her on the show. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mindy did not. Min- I think Mindy had a bad time, and that's unfortunate. I think she had fun in the beginning, and then she. I think, you know, Mindy. Like I'm, I've been around reality TV enough to understand the way things are kind of manipulated and scripted and right. all that stuff. And I think she was a little disillusioned. I, I'm putting words in her mouth. I don't know, but um, yeah, she could see that towards the end she was like, "And scene, I'm mm-hmm. out of here." But uh, no, I had a great time. I mean, it was like I'm not gonna lie, and and this was obviously if you watched the show, you know that like I was the nervous guy. You know, I mean, they really played that up. Um, 
and they certainly embellished that storyline, but it it was accurate. Like I was, you know, it was nerve wracking. It's it's hard, dude. It's I was embarrassed at how physically and emotionally draining that show was. <laughs> like we were, you know, the day, there were like 12, 14 hour days. It was like two weeks, you know. Oh God! And uh, and and so are you it, sequestered? Yeah, sort of. Like you can like if they put us in a hotel like in in in. Uh, Torrance? No, it was like in in <laughs> Williamsburg. It was in Williamsburg, oh. Brooklyn, oh. and so hipster. And the hotel was like really more of a nightclub. Like oh, my no. room was I'm literally not... right oh. below the dance floor. Oh, and I'm not a fan not of those cool. hotels. It was yeah. also, uh, and this is like uh, totally a, a, a whiny, candy ass uh, Hollywood thing to say, but they put us for some reason in a hotel that didn't have room service. Yeah, and so no. you you know, like you get out of filming at seven thirty. You know, you take a bus home with the other, you know, a van home with the guys, and then you get there and you get out of your makeup, and all of a sudden it's quarter to nine, and you got to go out for yeah. dinner. You know what I mean? And then you get back, and all of a, it's like eleven o'clock, and you have a six thirty call, and you're like, "What happened to my <laughs> night?" You yeah, know. That sucks. So it was it was tiring, um, but I learned a ton. Like just tonight, we, I, my wife and I are putting together um, a dinner party with a few other couples, and they were like, "Well, you make homemade pasta," and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely," because I learned how to do that. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, honey, you should go on one of those. I know. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> it would have to be like America's best microwave frozen dinner cooking. <laughs> Except, you know what I could do? You know what I could make? Because I know how to do it, and it would be delicious. A Blue Apron meal. Whoa. Did, All right. You didn't I'm see hold that you coming, that. did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Noted. <laughs> anyway, um, I've talked about Blue Apron before, but they're amazing. They send you everything you need to make a delicious home-cooked meal, and you don't have to do that thing where you're like, I want to make something fancy like... For example, here's one of their featured meals, salmon piccata with orzo and broccoli. Mm. Let's say you want to make that. If you were just looking at a recipe in a recipe book and you were going to go to the store, you don't know how much you have to buy of everything. That's true. the dream. My dream. John, you'll understand mm-hmm. having just done a cooking show. The dream is to sit down and to have all the ingredients you need right in front of you. Just enough. Mm-hmm. In the perfect proportions. Yeah. Because then it's like, look, I'm, you know. Right. How often do you need rice vinegar? You know, if for a, but they give you just enough, and then you're done. You don't right. have to have it around. Everything, all the all the ingredients you need, and it's all measured, and they they just take the guesswork out of it. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country, and their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And they do, and it's affordable, less than ten dollars per person per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. It's flexible; you can customize your recipes each week, and their freshness guarantee promise is that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Allison. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Allison, blueapron.com slash Allison, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I like the fact that Orso makes it sound like they're ballparking the meal. Like you're going to have salmon piccata or so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Now, I have not forgotten 
that there's still a what does Al know looming. Okay. Although it's somewhat shitty of me to be like, let's do this segment and then be like, someone do it for me. <laughs> I think that that's not cool. Well, actually, I have a. it's not a specific, it's not necessarily, I don't even necessarily know the answer, but when I screen tested for the show, you got to do this little game where you pull people out of the audience, where Tom okay. would take them over, and, the, and, and I think it was like, they would do like, what happens next? Is that what it was? Definitely what happens next. There's also a... Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's not go against the rules of what does Al know. Oh, sure. Oh. The way we do it is you ask the question, and then okay. we go out on the table and we say whether we think whether we Al think knows. Whether we think he knows. Just excited. <laughs> it's okay. Put okay. a lid on it, Al. <laughs> okay, so what is your question? I don't, yeah, that was, uh, I was, I don't know that there's a question in there. Let me see. Um, well, uh, Is the question, are wait, you familiar should with Should we this? ask Al Can if you, he knows the question? The question <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yes. Okay, the, the is does Al know what John's question is now ignore the fact that he absolutely. said Al that he's no no I'm saying absolutely I understand what you're saying oh okay I thought yeah. you were answering no, 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 no. oh boy <laughs> yes you have to ignore the fact that right. he just yeah. said he doesn't know what the question is because Al do you understand the question that Allison is asking you yes well no let's go around the table and see if Al understands the question but we already know he does because he finished the, I just yeah. misunderstood his understanding of me okay the question right. is does Al know the question that John's going to ask and he's ignoring the fact that John said he doesn't know his question because John could be bluffing or you can also maybe pull a question out of pull a show out of this please okay i think he does know john do you think he (laughs) knows considering the fact that i don't know the question i'm not sure he could know no i actually um i uh i'm gonna it's it's uh i'm gonna double bluff this and say he doesn't know i think he knows oh he knows (laughs) are we in the upside down right now (laughs) We are, I mean, yes. So, yes. Okay, so I think he does know your question, Allison. Oh, yeah, no, we're past that. <laughs> and he does know John's, what John didn't know he was going to ask. <laughs> I concur. Al, Al knows on all three counts. Okay. The question he was trying to ask, I believe what John was trying to ask is, uh, what... What games does Tom Bergeron play when he pulls someone out of the audience? Was that your question? Jeff, that was not my specific Ooh. question. Ooh. Okay. Now, you have a vested interest, though. No, but I, you I'm, being, I'm being completely honest. My question was going to be, what is your favorite game? Oh. Okay. I, I did not see that coming. Al got too I excited. Not, this is not. a classic oh, example. No. I was getting too excited. I was ready to just list it all. Take off the badge. (laughs) (laughs) I would still like you to list it all. Yeah, could you? Well, I guess my two favorite, I think, are the ones where what happens next, obviously, Mm -hmm. and then there's one where they they use... (laughs) I'm not a heathen. They just play the sound, and you have to guess what it it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, that's fun. Or there's another one that's uh, head, (laughs) head, knee, or groin, or something like that. (laughs) Of course. Oh, yes, and they show up until... The parent Someone. usually gets hit, yeah, and then it's like, is he gonna get hit in the head, knee, or groin, or Ooh, whatever fun. it is? Yeah, it twists oh, your head, like, oh. knee, or groin. Yeah, I thought you said head, knee, or groin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's a, that's a different a game re- on a different that's show. A Very risky <laughs> game they play. I think I might have a stump the uh, Al question for you. I think I've th- I, f- I might have thought of. Oh, good. Let's hear oh, the song goes. Here it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not up for the buffoonery. Yeah, Al's is he's he's a reluctant source know it of all. knowledge. Yeah. Well, I was I was yeah. using the euphemism, but yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, uh the head writer and uh, executive producer of that show is uh related to another famous Hollywood celebrity. Who is it? Ooh. Al. Ooh. <laughs> head writer. Head writer and executive producer. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, shoot. I forgot. This time, I forgot. I completely forced him to go around. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows. I have no idea. I don't think he knows. Jenna, do you think he knows? He definitely doesn't know. He does know. The answer is Todd Thick, son of Alan Thick. What? There's another Thick. There's so many thicknesses. Wow. I did not. I had no idea. Great guy. Yeah. Excellent guy. That's And the executive producer, writer, is that Thick? Alan uh, Todd Thick oh, 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 is, is the oh, oh, oh. is one of the sons of uh, of Alan Thick. I did not know that the late Alan Thick. Wow. Huh? I see. Well, then, what do you know? There you go. Well, I'm going to lock that one away for future reference. He is. Oh, He'll never forget it. <laughs> With the way my brain is working now during pregnancy and also after, this might come up on the next show as if for the first time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll just be like, you guys, I thought of a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we don't always talk. Uh, pop culture on this show but let's for a moment did you guys see the oscars mm. yes mm. parts of it the jenna end. did nope yeah. al did not he I heard he heard the commercials because apparently he we got into a big thing about how there was the same commercial on over and over during the oscars but i couldn't remember it what but i it? watched the oscars and he did it's it for that tv show uh Ugh. we are us or us are we or we, we, rise we are up, they rise up rise up <laughs> rise up <laughs> Oh, we rise up. We rise up. We rise. Yeah, that's the up. one. It's we rise up is so different than we are us. Or they I are understand. we. I was thinking tough. you were or going we, for that. A lot of pronouns. Yeah. Yeah. I know. A lot, yeah. of, yeah. but yes. a lot of strands in old duder's head. Yeah. <laughs> Al, Al's still holding a grudge because they picked my How Green Was My Valley over Citizen Kane in 1947. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Yeah, he'll never watch the Oscars. <laughs> so what did you think of the big moment at the end? Oh, I was like... Well, at least something exciting happened after the show went over an hour and a half and I'm going to kill myself. So I'm glad it was exciting at the end. It was an hour and a half late. No, but it, but it felt was so yeah, it long. Was and I apologize for saying I'm going to kill myself because I feel like that's a rude thing to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been, I I've, think people knew you I've, didn't they mean it. They know literally. I didn't mean it, but I've yeah. said it before jokingly. And then I always get some one or two people who are like, that's kind of insensitive. And I'm really sorry. We were watching on tape delay. <laughs> and so I had found out uh, oh, yeah. virally because I can't, oh. I, I have that no patience for that Same. kind of stuff. So I'm like Googling and I'm in my office working. And so I read all about it. And then I walk in and set the table for my wife because she's like blasting through stuff. I'm like, you have to stick around. Something is going to happen. And literally, the DVR ran out oh. right oh. after Emma Stone's speech. Oh, my. Because it went so long. Right. And, yes. uh, yeah. and, it's like a football game. You have to record the next show. And there my, my, you know, my wife is one of those people who just like completely abdicates any interaction with the World Wide Web. Like, she was like, how do I find out? <laughs> I'm like, Google it. What do I Google? Like, anything. It is literally everything that's happening on the web right now. If you Google, if you literally Google the shot heard around the world, yeah. that would come up. You know what I mean? 
Oh, that's so funny. My yeah. mom is also, she needs a specific, like, what do I search? Mm-hmm. I feel like, just get in the ballpark. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but then, my wife oh, also ahead. does, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, it's a, my pet peeve. is My wife uses her cell phone like a grandmother. Like, she makes phone calls and she sends texts. <laughs> and then she puts her phone on silent at the bottom of her purse and doesn't check <laughs> yeah. it for 18 hours. And if I say, like, did you get my text? She looks at me like... I'm asking if she got my carrier pigeon. Right. Like she's like, why? What are you talking? About? They don't deliver until tomorrow. But if I go 15 minutes without responding, she's like, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom uses the phone like that as well. Although now she's starting to use it a lot more, and she does everything through Siri or voice text. Wow. Oh yeah. And it's, it's so. I love my mom, but the Siri thing is just like. I'm, I can't. I'm fascinated by people that use Siri a lot because I fucking hate Siri. Because it never works. Well, and also it's constantly <laughs> like, it's it, in my pocket, it'll be like, I don't know what you're saying. It's like, huh? Yeah, the yours fuck? turns on. Mine you goes turn on yours all on the all time. time. Yeah, no, but I but never have, I never purposefully turn it on. <laughs> it just feels like I just wanted to use Google because you get so many quicker answers. Whereas with Siri, it's like, here's some stuff that I found <laughs> that might help. And it's like four articles that mean nothing. But if you're using Siri just with regards to basic functions on your phone, like I use, um, I will use Siri all the time in the morning, like, what time is it? What's the weather outside? Just stupid yeah. stuff like that. And I will also, um, I'll also have her read to me. Like, you can have her read, you know, in the car. Like, I'll just yeah. call up, you know, Huffington Post and be like, read this article. And, and that's, you know, hmm. I would rather almost re have current events read to me when I'm in a car than listen to music. You that know makes what I mean? Sense. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I didn't even know you could do this. So you just get the article up on your phone and then you say, Siri, read this. Well, there's different ways to do it. One of the things that I do on my iPhone is just do the two finger swipe down. Do you guys know about this? So like, yes, y- you know, like oh, wait, you, maybe, yeah. I'm just calling up something right now. So I go to my CNN app, which wants to think for a while. And then you just take uh, two fingers and you just swipe down and it will read the, the article. To I didn't know that. Oh, actually, I, know. I didn't know. Al, did that. you know that? I don't think he did. Wait, I don't think he knew that. I don't think he knew that either. Al? I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. See, like, here's yeah. Trump's Congress speech, full text. So I could literally just... And then it'll go through and read the wow. entire thing to me. Whoa. I did cool. not that know that. That is That's what, If you're on a text message and you do that, will it read the text? Mm-hmm. You could say, like, I'll say, in the, if I'm, I do it for hands-free stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll just be like, if I'm in the car, Siri, read, hey, Siri, can you read my text? You know, and then she reads yeah, it and I goes, do would you want to respond and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, read the email and it'll just read the email to you. Which is yeah. cool. I've never email. on purpose used Siri. I think, I think I'm going to try. Or you can like be specific, like, hey, Siri, text my wife, I'll be home at six. You can say it in one sentence. You don't have to do a series of commands. Hey, Siri, text my wife, I'll be home at six. And it'll just be like, Bing. Then I feel it's like calling so, your ex-boyfriend. That's right. exactly. like, my fear. I know. And I, yeah. the like, oh, last shit. thing I want to do is talk to my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, exactly. I, I mean, I think when Siri first debuted, <laughs> I got into like a 30-minute argument with Siri because I was trying to get directions to the mint in Hollywood or West Hollywood, wherever it is. And it's, and every time I said the mint, a different thing came up, but never the mint. 
And uh, I was just sitting there yelling at Siri, and I'm like, I'm a crazy person. I'm yelling at my phone. You just have to super enunciate. But I will say one thing, which I think is a very weird... I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I like I was raised to treat women with respect. But <laughs> I will say the most vile things to the automated customer service woman. Like when, yeah. when that woman that answers the phone at mm. like, you know what I mean? The cus- automated yeah. customer service Our voice. menu has changed. Right, exactly. And I will just spew a string of hateful obscenities. And somewhere there is a robot crying. I hope so. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Al, am I wrong? They do cry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so wait, are you, are you rude to Siri? Is that where this was headed? Uh, no, it's Siri. I'm, I'm Siri. And I are a little closer, but oh. but I, I find it like it's always like you know when you're for, like I'm calling American Airlines and they're asking oh, for my yeah. frequent yeah. flyer number mm. and they get the B as a V and you're like, no, you yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I feel like if you use the right obscenities, they just immediately send you to a customer service. I feel like it's oh, the right combination. Or, yeah. I feel like we're yeah. probably one iteration of that away from that the automated service queuing in on the tone of your voice and directing you accordingly. Right. Like, I feel like that's the next level of customer service where it's like, okay, this person's angry. Send them over here. Right. Or this, this person's calm. This person's a here. sociopath. Yeah. Let's send them to a social worker. Run them for president. <laughs> I feel like in general, I am a nice person when dealing with customer service, or I try to be. I'm not someone who just goes from zero to asshole right away. However, I act like a pushy, entitled asshole when I'm calling the cable company or when I'm any sort of like it took me 15 pushes of a button to get to the right person Mm -hmm. and this person is sitting in a phone bank and they hate their job and i don't know why i pile it's not like i pile on but i start with the assumption that this is going to go nowhere and i'm already super frustrated and i'm already i don't like the phone in general and i've already been on the phone for way too long i don't know why what version of customer service are you good to them at like a a Wait, staff. Okay, face to face. Yeah, face-to-face. If, yes, yeah. exactly. Face to face. Or if I'm calling a store, or I don't know who I would be calling that's customer service. But if it's an 800 number situation and there's a phone menu and there's some kind of tech breakdown and it's, well, if I'm calling Basically an airline. Cable. Maybe Banks, just cable, airlines. yeah. Actually, yeah. it's just cable. See, the problem <laughs> I'm is... I'm fine with the airlines, and I'm fine with banks. I guess it's really just cable. The problem is people that call those and are super in a rage usually get what they want. Yeah. Because they want to not have to deal with you, and they'll pass you forward. But I feel like there's a tipping point, though. Like, if you start swearing, they just drop you. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Like, I, I've I never think had you, you hear that, sir, you don't have to be abusive. Oh. At least that's what I right. said. When I, I, I'm, I'm realizing there's a, a, I've got a ways to go if I think that I'm really acting out. I might have talked about this, this on show, but I let myself have an amok day where I had like three <laughs> crazy customer service things that I had oh, to yeah. deal with. And I just let myself go bananas on all the customer service people as soon as they gave me any grief. Where, did you put them on speaker while you're pacing the room? No. Uh. But here's the amazing thing was it worked. I got everything I wanted. It was like the one time that I wasn't patient and polite where I was just like, I, I'm yeah. going to lose it today. I have all this stuff to deal with. And if they give me any grief, I'm going to lose my crap on them. And I lost my crap and they all gave me what I wanted. Yep. Well, here's my question for you. Because I feel like this is the line yet. I feel like one should try to walk is can you be 
irate and demanding without being disrespectful on a personal level. Yes. Can you can you be a, a, a furious yeah. customer yeah. without being punitive to the human being on the other side right. of that? And if the, they can I, differentiate that, I feel like you got a greater chance yes, of getting right. what you want. That's exactly what I did. I wasn't abusive to them personally because I know they're just working some cubicle hating their job. It's not their fault. But as soon as they kind of gave me the shenanigans of like the fake answer, the non-answer, the third runaround, I was just like... You're fired. Give me your manager. I want to talk to them now. And every time, every time I got, it was unbelievable what I got. And yeah. I, it's like, I hate being that guy. I think that's what's so frustrating about those exchanges is it starts out with someone who's just reading from a script. Right. And I think that's what irritates right, me. Right. Because like, they're pretending be that real. they can do something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you think that there's someone at these jobs who actually really loves being there and loves his job and everybody else there just really hates that guy because he's like, yes. isn't this great? I get to do customer service all right. day. I, I love people this. all over the world. It's so cool. Does there, I mean, but do, I think everybody has had that experience of, is there anything more cringeworthy than when you witness somebody be really degrading oh, to a wait staff I hate that. member? I hate that. Yeah. I, or, yes. or even when you're at an airport and somebody Ooh. really is getting screwed, you can you you like you can tell the moment where they've mm-hmm. lost the customer service person, mm-hmm. where you are you are now just Digging screaming grave, yeah. to hear the voice reverberating around in your head, yeah. and this person is no longer invested in helping. I you. I'll I can't be friends with people that would or. I have an uncle who once yelled at a waiter and I don't talk to him. I mean, it's like, I, if you're the type of person that's going to yell at someone because they didn't bring your beans, like something's broken in right. your brain, you know? Like oh, yeah. I used to know not, this girl that was so horrible to waiters and waitresses that I would always insist that she ordered first so that I would not order what she ordered because I knew they were going to... Yeah. Screw it up. It's the sense I mean, like, of entitlement, the, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, you, you, you know, it's that's, punching down. Uh, yeah, too. exactly. It, it just, I hate it. I hate it. Really, the best job to have in this scenario is a flight attendant. Because if the flight attendant says like, I feel threatened by you, they just say, you're like done on the plane. They take you off the plane. Mm-hmm. Like they have like this all access pass to just get rid of people they don't like. It yeah. feels like. And if I've you touch them, a it's a federal fence. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. it gets real serious. But if you read That's, about bad experiences with flight, I've never oh, had a me bad neither. experience but with I'm flight just attendant. Thinking they really, mm. of all the customer <laughs> service people, can can get rid of the they abuse. Have a lot of as power. But also, they yeah. appreciate they appreciate it when you're not. I've gotten free beers from that from mm-hmm. flight attendants if you're nice and you give them a little pat on the butt when they walk by. <laughs> yeah, they you love know, they that. love it. They love that. And also, it doesn't even have to be the butt. <laughs> Um, hey, I know what you're saying. I saw a dude get kicked off a plane. A yeah. guy, uh, my wife and I were getting on a plane, and and a guy uh, who was we were wait we were waiting in line to get on. First of all, that that crush of like I'm in row forty, but I'm going to mm. block yes. the entrance to the oh. you know. Because I cannot wait that extra eighth of a second to uh, to board. Yeah, we're all getting um, on the same plane. It's not leaving until we all get on. Right, yeah. and so we're we're in that. Yeah, not gonna leave of, you behind. We're in that mass of people, and this guy uh, turns around and starts talking to me, and uh, it became clear immediately that he was just out of his mind, wasted, and mm-hmm. and and sort of oddly aggressive, uh, and. It continued on the plane, and I gather he, I don't know what he was doing, but they pulled him off, and his wife 
was on the plane with him, and she was so embarrassed. You could tell she was so embarrassed of his behavior that uh, they gave her the option of getting off with him, and she stayed. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> what? Uh, that's that's heck yeah. awesome. What? Good that's that's an intervention. Going to be that's... a very long and awkward <laughs> call. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not the first time she's seen that, and it won't be the last. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, and take an Uber home when you get there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, Al, you uh, made a face when people were saying that they've never had a bad experience on a plane. There are, so in a former life, I traveled Monday through Friday for like three years straight, just all over the country. I've done millions of miles in the air. And there are a few airlines and a few routes because flight attendants all go off of seniority. Mm-hmm. So the more senior you are, the better the routes you get. And so you can only, you you can make it so that you only have to fly for like four days out of the month. You hit your quota and then you're free. You can fly the world or whatever you want to do. So those older, more seasoned flight attendants just hate everyone. <laughs> I've I experienced just, that. I found there's a, there's a particular brand that is. Come on, tell us. United. They <laughs> hate everyone. United is the meanest airline I've ever flown, and. Yeah, I, I, I will avoid O'Hare. at all costs. I wow. flew out of yeah. O'Hare every week, and every time it was United, they would just treat me like dirt. And I'm Whoa. like, I have status. Like I even I pay a lot for your airline, and they would just be like, there was back when you couldn't have electronics on during takeoff. Mm-hmm. They would just be so condescending, and all I wanted to do was put my headphones in so I could sleep because I knew the safety demonstration by heart. And they would be like, show me your iPod, and I'd be like. It's it's off. It's locked. It's not. Uh, so anyway. Wow. They so they have all kinds of things. I yeah. was on boarding a flight once, and I saw this family. They had two little kids. It was that same congestion. Everybody's mm. like building up at the gate to get in, and he, the f- father of this family walks up to the the person at the gate and was like, "Hey, do you guys do family boarding?" And she was like, "No, <laughs> we stopped doing family boarding a long time ago." Get to your line, your lane, or whatever. And I wanted to just run up to this woman and be like, "How could you? Do you see them? They need to get on the plane first. And I didn't even have kids at this point. Like it was just so the, the aggressive. Hard part is like, It'll be better for all of us if they get out of our way. <laughs> Let them on. Yeah. If they're in the middle, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. For my whole life, um, I've felt like the people that work at airports. Um, are dealing with this really... I, I've always felt bad for them because they deal with this heightened level of anxiety from mm-hmm. e- yes. with everything yes, involved with yes. what they do. And from learning about like... Because um, my mom deals with nurses and this thing called compassion fatigue in nursing, nurses, which is a common thing where they, they get so overwhelmed with the bad stuff that they lose their ability to to constantly have compassion and, and it's a problem. And then they I've, get assigned to you, right? And you get them you're when birth. you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like that probably would be good to, for people who work in airports. Absolutely. Because it is an ordeal for everybody at the airport too. But I can see when you're telling that story, Jenna, I can almost see from her point of view though, like you're dealing with people all day who totally. everybody wants an exception and everybody wants to board first and everybody is just like, you would get exhausted from that, but you're mm-hmm. not dealing with the, this person though, wasn't all those people. This person, right. you know, has right. their own struggle. Right. Um, so what's the best airline? Sorry. Yes. Good question. Oh, oh, best. It just, it really depends. It depends so on how quickly you can get status. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> 
It's like a new podcast. I think he's going to provide an answer, which is <laughs> the same as saying he knows. John? Uh, given the fact that I feel like I've offered Al tonight, <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my vote of confidence. I'm gonna say he knows. He knows. I think for sure he knows. Yeah, Al definitely knows. It it completely depends. Are we talking domestic or international? Because I only know domestic. Bam. Then that's what we're talking. Yeah. So if, yeah. we're, if we're saying domestic airlines, <laughs> we're it's not talking on what international. You're going for, but um, I actually manual think, release. So so Frontier is not. Like fantastic, but in what? terms of stuff that you get, Frontier. Fucking, what out are you flown that? talking about? So Frontier. What about Braniff? Frontier yes. is not even an airline. It's just like six guys with a plane. It it is <laughs> it is not like it from a safety perspective the best airline, but they do give you the most pe- depending on what you buy, like what seat you buy. Right, like but they what? only fly from kind Milwaukee of. to Eau Claire. Yeah, it's always like some random spot of like. Yeah, you can fly Chicago to Denver all day long, but you can't fly anywhere else. But what kind of stuff are we talking? So, like, if you buy, like, their extra legroom seat, then depending on which class of ticket you have, they'll give you, like, they gave me, like, a giant bag of M&M's, free TV, and then, like, whatever drink I wanted. And it was just like, oh, "Oh, I just bought the extra legroom. Like, yeah, but that comes with the seat. With M&M's. And I'm like, oh, well, it was like a whole, like, (laughs) it was like the subway guy who has, like, the big poster board full of candy, like, walked through and was like, which one do you want? So they give That's you a so lot weird. for that one. It was but if super you get weird. The, but if you get the um, the wing seat, right, the exit row, yeah. then they just have a board with different uh, toys on it. You get to choose <laughs> one of the toys, you know, like you can get the They have no, they have like the a yo-yo. mini claw game and you get to play <laughs> yeah. it and win prizes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Which I think seat that gets was you just one corn nut. <laughs> that's all. That's the back that. row, yeah. and it's and just the corn nuts that have rolled right. down yeah. on takeoff. Does not yeah. come out of a bag. Yeah. South, <laughs> Southwest is the best, I think, for commuting because they load and unload their planes the fastest. By, by the way, uh, I'm over the funny flight attendant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. amen. They're all. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I've been over it for since the first time I heard it. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's not, not cool. that funny. And especially, with, I don't like the captain saying like, "We'll just push some buttons and get on out of here." And like, no, 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 you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the button right. you're pushing. Just say it. There's, and we trust you. there's a couple things about the captain announcement. It is either completely inaudible, yes, or it is blood spurting out of my ears. The Who in 1978 <laughs> level volume. Just right. the same way uh, I maintain that there are two temperatures on a plane. There is frostbite and ball sweat, yeah. and there is nothing in between. No they cannot keep it. They cannot just give you a moderate volume announcement no. and keep it a normal temperature. Temperature. <laughs> Either I can see my breath, or it is like Mogadishu. Yeah, you know what true. I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's absolutely. I, I like right. to think too, like when you're when you're halfway across the country and you're watching a movie, and everybody in the plane is watching a movie, and the pilot pushes his button, and everybody's movie pauses, and then he oh, starts yeah. he mm-hmm. starts telling you that if you look out the right side of the plane, yeah. you can see. Yeah, and he's uh, vamping. He's, he, I like to think that he's just laughing inside. Like, <laughs> I just got to... I'm going to... Everyone, right in this part of the notebook where everyone's going to start crying, I'm, I'm going to bore the shit out of you about right. some mountain range that you can't see if you're in an aisle seat. Or five minutes before landing where you're not sure whether or not you're going to be able to see the end of your movie, yeah. and he's costing yeah. you precious on, time at the conclusion. Conclusion, yeah, you know, yeah. All this talk of traveling makes me think of something that would definitely come in hand while traveling, but also comes in hand while you're at home, uh, and that is Beachbody on demand. 
John Hansen, mm. you're probably familiar with P90X oh, and Insanity. Yeah, Are you? Yeah. Is that sure. how you maintain your situation physique? I'm uh, I'm actually doing P95. <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway, the company that creates P90X, Insanity, and they have like a zillion other great workout programs. It used to be that you'd buy the DVDs, but now you can sign up for a streaming service and you get all of them uh, on your Roku or your Apple TV or your... Uh, tablet or any sort of mobile device where you watch streaming things. And it's amazing because there's all these different programs you can do right from the comfort of your own home. Or if you travel, you can do it uh, in a hotel room. And it is pretty amazing. Um, And also they have a nutrition show. It is, uh, I believe, the first of its kind um, called Fixate. And when I was pregnant... Earlier in the pregnancy, I did. They have a special program for um, for pregnant women, and there's uh, based on which trimester you're on or you're in, because you're in a trimester. And I did that, and I thought, as someone who I know you can't tell from looking at the blob that I've become now, which is why I'm pretty excited about getting back into Beach Body on Demand. But I thought, as someone who w- has worked out a fair amount, I'm sure this would be really just. A super cinch for me, and I was uh, winded after like 15 minutes. So they are hard workouts. These workouts are for real. Yeah. Yeah. And they have one called 21 Day Fix Extreme. Let's say you have some kind of important thing coming up in 22 or more days. (laughs) (laughs) Do that one. You'll be a whole new you by the time the thing comes up, and you can... Uh, try it out for 30 days without paying. So you could do something like 21 day fix extreme or like there's a bunch of things actually that are, that are fewer than 30 days. So I don't think that's what they want you to do, but I'm just saying you could, uh, you could get a whole new body for free. Um, this is a brand new service, but it already has almost a million members and my listeners can get a free 30 day membership just text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030 and get a full 30 days of access to the entire platform for free. So again, text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030 and get a full 30 days of access to the entire uh, Beachbody On Demand platform for free. And again, there's so many different programs, um, over $6,000 of the most effective fitness and nutrition programs ever created from world-class super trainers proven to deliver amazing results. So pretty awesome. Okay. You guys might be hearing Elliot hiccuping and fussing in the background. He's eating. He's eating. We haven't decided whether to call him, is it Colonel Fussington? Yeah. And then I was Colonel like, or Fussington, Colonel or, Fustard, like right. Colonel Mustard. Mm. Daniel likes Colonel Fussington better. I think in general, he's Colonel Fussington has more dignity, but he's Colonel Fustard when he has killed me with a fart in the library. With <laughs> in the baby bu- room. With his butt. <laughs> uh, by the way, I don't know if I talked about this on the last one, but and I don't know if this is all babies, but they have this amazing thing they do where... You'll be holding them, and then suddenly the diaper, like a um, crash... Like a ripcord? You know, what do they call it? An airbag in your car? Mm. Mm. It's just like, suddenly, boom, full of shit. <laughs> like, nothing, boom. I wish I could do that. Just sit on the toilet. You're, you're now waterboarding your son with <laughs> breast milk. <There's- laughs> I'm like, oh, Elliot. <laughs> he doesn't, look, he's asleep. He doesn't care. Do you want me to get you a burp cloth? <laughs> Yeah. He's happy. He's out He's happy. now, He's dude. 
Well, I had to, I had to balance talking into the mic. Um, <laughs> with talking with, about with pouring sh- stuff on your baby's with face, pouring milk on my baby's <laughs> chin. Oh, is that what was happening? It was it was being poured onto him. Yeah, it mm-hmm. looks like he just funneled a milkshake. You know? <laughs> and yet he seems okay. He's fine. Forget a milk mustache. He had a milk fu manchu <laughs> that went all the way sluicing down the jowls. <laughs> so it's actually just to uh, add on to what we were talking about last week. That's actually not breast milk. That is actually formula. Uh, we are those people mm-hmm. because my breasts refuse to produce an adequate amount. I am a low supply person. Um, and I mentioned on the last episode that I was going to ask the pediatrician, the little amount that I'm giving him, is that enough to make a difference? I know I should call La Lech. But <laughs> my pediatrician basically said no. Um, that it's not enough to make it's a difference? Not eno- the amount I'm able to give him is not, not enough to be passing on the immunities and all the other benefits. The uh, his ability to go to a great college, <laughs> his chance at having symmetrical features. Well, he's not going to be president now. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. features <laughs> and a great reference. We switched from the formula that said that it had some sort of enzyme that stimulates brain growth with one that helped him shit. And I, <laughs> I feel like that was a short-term decision. <laughs> right. But, I, you know, but I don't know. But he does seem happier now. But when he's and older and he's just happy. like, I don't know why I'm getting B's and C's, Ma. You know, but I'm so happy. But like, but you're regular, and that's what's important. He's gonna be such a quaint, wholesome child who speaks like someone in the fifties. Why am I getting B's and C's, Ma? (laughs) Like, it's all right, son. Mater, pater, I just got back from school. Like, is the Evening Post here? Yeah, exactly. A little sling blade vibe, little. That's right. You don't know how many kids at Harvard cannot shit. So just be happy. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so anyway, she said it's probably not making a difference. And I think she was kind of giving me permission to if to not be driving myself crazy and to stop trying. So I've, I'm pumping a lot less. I'm reluctant to completely give it up, though. Like, I pumped this morning, and I mean, it's still just a tiny amount. You don't ever but, have to really give it up if you don't want to. Yes. The question is, at some point, my milk supply, if I don't, have him nursing from me or if I'm not pumping my milk will go my tiny amount of milk will go to nothing and so that's what I'm trying to hang on to I guess I don't know Jenna do you remember how fast your milk dried up so fast just warning it dried up in like two and a half days and then I had the worst period of my entire life so wow it all happens like in three days it was torture yeah two and a half days it was like my milk well because I didn't have by the time I was sort of transitioning i was only feeding her from me like twice a day because i didn't have that much milk Mm -hmm. at the end and so by the time i said like okay i'm done it was like two days and then it was just gone and then it was hold on to your hats at the point at which dust was coming out of your breast if you had (laughs) put her back on or pumped do you think you could have gotten it back or is it just gone until your next pregnancy i don't know i don't know i probably an individual thing yeah yeah I don't, I don't know. know how it works either. Because I read something online that's mentioned a couple weeks, but then from what I'm hearing anecdotally is no, it's a couple days. For me, it was. It was so fast. So fast. But uh, That yeah. might also depend on how long you've been breastfeeding. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, it's all sort of subject to your situation. Right. Yeah, I, had, I quit at four months. So 
that right. was all subject to I how long do. and how frequently you're breastfeeding mm-hmm. too, because mm-hmm. you might be supplementing or right. I was just be, doing morning and evening. Yeah. So it really just but it's so random. I mean, not that you, I, I, you know, don't buy into that. There's, I feel like there's a whole lot of. Um, pressure that women experience with breastfeeding and there's a whole like uh, breastfeeding nazi movement mm-hmm. where women it's are so like scary. you have to go for a year and you know i just feel like that's a you know you're you're not in control of how much milk you produce and no. just i hope you're not uh, allowing that to get into your head because uh, it's it's I in think- the grand scheme of things it's not going to be an issue I think in a subtle way it is getting into my head. I because what I'm fr- I'm frustrated by the fact that my body can't sustain my son in this way. Um intellectually when I think about it it's like okay, but that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you you have this healthy kid and he's great and everything's good. And there are plenty of benefits to not breastfeeding. But there's this emotional frustration of like why can't my body do this? Um and in general, before I re- before I discovered how difficult it was going to be for me and for a, a lot of women, I would have said that I think that the the message of the breastfeeding movement is a very positive one, and I I'm on board with it. And it's only now that I'm on the other side of it that it actually, instead of feeling like support, it it can feel like judgment. I haven't personally felt judged, but just being so indoctrinated in the idea that breast milk is best then when you can't give that to your kid it's that feeling of like oh i'm messing them up i don't think i mean i'm again what do i know i'm a guy but it's it's not i don't think women go out of their way to shame but i think that there's so much pride <laughs> in the woman who breastfeeds until a year and they take you know it's just like got it we got it fucking we got it right you know what i mean yeah um no the only women can do that well the only women i'm mad at are the ones who lose tons and tons of weight breastfeeding i'm like oh okay you get it you have it all aren't you <laughs> yeah. great no, I'm just they are lucky women and I am happy for them. Yes, Jody Sawyer, everybody. I mean, really. <laughs> when does the weight just melt off? Oh, <laughs> uh, doesn't. It's a long, it's a journey. Yeah, I know. But I not, started. Yeah, I I was like, I've got, I've got to get this, I've got to get the situation under control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I stepped on the scale and I had a moment of reckoning. Scale, scale said tilt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't even bother don't even look at the scale just worry about the way your clothes fit worry about the way you feel you got like well, those six are all... months before you should get on a scale i know I, I, yes. I got a head start on it yeah uh and so i have been i have been dieting and <clears throat> an old friend is back nibbles mcgee mm-hmm. so nibbles is the name of my alter ego that mm. snacks late at night oh, that yeah. undoes what allison did in the day sure that's not all nibbles does nibbles gives her husband the stink eye <laughs> when her husband is entering into the kitchen right. <laughs> and and she's got a spoon in a pan of lasagna <laughs> yeah, that happened recently i don't really give you the stink eye sure <laughs> I would like to hear more about this. Well, I have to wipe my son's 
face off. Hold on a second. Okay. But but I, I think there is something to be said for the fact that when you eat at 3 o'clock in the morning, you don't put food on a plate. You eat oh, no. right, right out, out of the, the fridge. Absolutely. Right out of the yeah. fridge. Fold a napkin, get out yeah. a salad for yeah. it. Right. No, you're standing. You're, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're eating as if it's something shameful. You're like a man in a peep show. Like, don't look at me. You know I, I mean? Well, I think that's probably what he's going to say the stink eye is. Mm-hmm. Eating by the light of the refrigerator. <laughs> yes. All the other lights in the house are out. <laughs> so during the pregnancy, Nibbles, uh, Nibbles and I had become, we had finally, I had <laughs> you, finally. You were one. Yeah, Two we were one. one. What's the word that I, there's, it's a word, I believe it starts with, we had integrated. Mm. Sure. Um, and this I really is... think that despite the fact that I was gaining weight hand over thigh over juicy hiney butt cheek um it's like that movie split like you had fully become your alter ego yeah yeah um i had and that whole time nibbles had gone away i think because there wasn't this restriction however now that i'm like really trying to watch what i eat and get back in shape Nibbles has just just getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> She's what back. Happened. The first night, it did, the first night, I as I was going to bed, I'm like, there will be no nibbles tonight. I didn't even say. I didn't even address her by name because I'm like, this is not a problem I have anymore. Uh, I thought it was so uncomfortable, and and I know there's people who are going to be like, it shouldn't be uncomfortable. I believe sometimes it has to be uncomfortable to lose weight. Um, so I was like, it was so uncomfortable today. I'm not going to undo any of my hard work. I'm not going to waste a whole uncomfortable day by snacking in the middle of the night. But then by night two, there was mm. a tiny bit of lasagna left. It's not there anymore. And also, I ate some chips. So <laughs> Do water. Drink water, man. Fill yourself up with, like, if you drink, like three or four or even five liters of water a day, you'd be surprised how often if you are really flush with water that a lot of times you're you're eating when you're thirsty. You okay. Know what I mean? I'll try that. Like that sensation of having a stomach full of water sometimes takes away the hunger craving. I think we know how I feel about water, though. I know. She hates water. So you thinking. hate water. Listen, well, just, just you wait. <laughs> water can yeah. suck a dick. i've gotten past that though because in pregnancy i couldn't uh drink all my favorite artificially sweetened things so i did get to the point where i was drinking water now honey you don't watch zombie movies but (laughs) there's a thing in zombie movies where someone you know in life you run into them after they've turned into a zombie Mm -hmm. and you're like jane and they look up from eating someone's liver and they they just have they look through you they don't recognize (laughs) you So it's not really the stink eye that I get from Nibbles so much as it's it's an un, un, not recognizing. Right. It's the you're next. Yeah, like are you food? Yeah, do you? You're not food. Right, you and then back delicious. to the lasagna. No, what it is is I don't want to acknowledge that this is happening right now. Let's Did pretend. a turkey just walk into the kitchen? Right. It's not a turkey. Do, do you say like Allison, and then when she doesn't answer, like? Nibbles, uh, and then she answers. Like, how does right, it work? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm usually like I'm half awake, and I use now. I just headed off of the pass, and I just go, I'm nibbles. <laughs> nibbles no, is pr- hurt. Don't judge. The problem is when you're pregnant, you're like 
you're in that survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. You're tired. You don't feel great. You're getting bigger and bigger. So you eat a lot and then you get used to eating. And that's what the hard part is when you are like, all right, I can't do this anymore. Right. Because you're like, but I'm used to it. This well, is my normal life That's now. what happened the a couple, like two weeks after I gave birth. I was so hungry. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this must be because my milk is coming in. I bet it's related to that. I don't think it I don't know that it was or is anymore though because other right. people have told other people who've given birth around the same time or even before have said that they're just as hungry now as they were when they were pregnant mm-hmm. so it could be that you just get so used to having food mm-hmm. it's a great time and, <laughs> and also, also not a great time it's I've, both I've started just very slowly gently exercising um, which I think maybe I'm supposed to wait six weeks you should yeah how long has it been Three and a half weeks. What's the matter with you? Um, I hate myself. <laughs> I just you, I your body has to. There's things inside that I mean, are that was healing. An honest steel. answer, okay? <laughs> to be to be fair, we're, we're, it's we're not like Hollywood. she's doing. We all hate ourselves. <laughs> it's not we like she's doing the insanity like, work. That's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just doing a very gentle on a recumbent exercise bike workout. Oh, that's... I couldn't sit for like three weeks. I had a much... I think my recovery was like so horrible and because I just... Bad things happened (laughs) when my daughter came out of me. And so I actually... It was uncomfortable to sit for six weeks. So I can't even imagine getting on a bike Mm. and pedaling. Oh my gosh, it would just hurt so bad. I did... I did say to myself, oh, sharp stabbing pain in my groin area i maybe i should stop um it felt like a muscle pain though it's a lot like the conception <laughs> well I, and that brings me that brings me to it's this. very sword like <laughs> okay. nibbles McGee. <laughs> that's right <laughs> don't you look at me <laughs> well i was gonna ask whether what you're talking never mind moving on okay how uncomfortable this is. Um, anyway, but when, what I'm going to say it might make some people uncomfortable as well. But what I was going to say is people have said to me in response to the fact that I've started exercising a little bit, oh, have you been cleared for exercise and sex? Because I guess they clear you for both at the same time. And I was thinking, it seems weird that those are tethered together because one is so much more, I mean, I don't know how you're exercising. <laughs> But I could imagine being ready to exercise a lot sooner than you're ready to have something revisit the scene of the crime. You haven't watched P90X, have you? That's yeah, a lot of cardio. Yeah, it's great, guys. Pick, you know, you should definitely. Um, I can see it, though. I think it's more about, like, what's the thing that happens with your abdomen when you get pregnant? Oh, it like, like, separates. Separates. Like, there's, your body is putting itself back together. It's not, you know, so the idea of exercising when your body is not, you know... I guess. I guess because I was trying to think of a metaphor. I was thinking like if you have a cut on your hand, it'd be one thing to like push something into the cut and another to really use your hand. But no, I guess I can see where they're kind of the same. It's still, I'm not afraid to exercise. I... I realized your metaphor was just funny. That's all. It yeah. was. It made no it sense. It took me a second. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm afraid to have sex. I'm not afraid to exercise. I think that's what I've been trying to get at. And I feel like everyone else should feel the same way I do. 
You mean well, in general, half always. Talk to your doctor. What? In general, always? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> three and a half weeks is very, very soon to yes. be yes. considering sex, right? I'm not, I yes. wasn't considering it till people started saying cleared for sex and exercise. And I thought, trust me, she's not considering it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you say cleared, like there's air traffic and trailers or the semaphore cleared. lights, you know. <laughs> TA Heavy Niner, clear for takeoff. <laughs> three different people Got use that free phrase. M&Ms with that. <laughs> also, since we're talking about all of this, whether anyone wants to or not, um, I just want to, two things I want to say. One, I want to thank all the people who've written in to share their birth stories with me. It made me feel so much less alone. Thank you guys so much. And so many people have, have let me know that they related to what I said, which I then in turn relate to them. And it's awesome. Um, and the other thing is I've become very separated from my, speaking of bodies, like I think they asked me when I was about to give birth, do you want a mirror? Because I've heard of women who have a mirror there and they can see it. And I said no, because I knew that if I was seeing his head emerge from me and anything else, all that, I knew it would scare me and it would, I would be hesitant to push, I think, because I'd be like, this is freaking me out. Um, And I think we mentioned that um, my vagina was huge and very swollen. Massive. (laughs) (laughs) And I could feel how swollen I was down there. This was even before he, before it was during labor. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know if it was the IV fluids or the fact that they put me in something they call throne position, which is where they like kind of turn the hospital bed into a chair and you're, you're seated upright in the bed to let Mm -hmm. gravity work its magic Mm -hmm. on your vagina lips, which become engorged. Um, And I didn't, I could feel how swollen I was, but I didn't want to look because I knew it would freak me out. And now I'm still very hesitant to actually take a mirror and see what's going on, which is sort of unusual for me. Not like I'm looking at myself constantly, but I'm usually not this separate from myself. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's something that women probably don't talk about that much either. And I'm curious if other women have had that because I feel like there's so much to like, it's so natural. You're a warrior woman, get in there, trust the natural body process. And, and I, I wanted to be that person, but instead I'm this other person who's like, here's my body and I'm over here and I'm, I'm not integrated where that's concerned. I, yeah, I was, I was kind of like you. Uh, we actually have, cause Al recorded like the last hour of, um, Samantha's birth on audio. And so there's actually a point where the nurse says like, Hey, we have a mirror. Do you want to see it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and Al says, if you show that to her, she's not going to push the baby out. Yeah. So there was this very real <laughs> moment. Al knew the answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, I, and afterward, I was like very hesitant with my body and mm-hmm. very concerned, but also like, I don't want to deal with it. So I went through that a lot. And I wonder if maybe, because my labor was long too. It was 28 hours. You were 38 hours. 37. 37 yeah. hours. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I wonder. It was an ordeal. It was, yeah. Dude. Yeah. No wonder there was. Swelling. Swelling and trauma. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, oh my God. That's like, that's fucking Hall of Fame stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
So anyway, so too. <laughs> I just feel like maybe the trauma of it all. Yes. You just kind of go like, I don't really want to revisit right, what gotta, happened. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I have a stitch and I know that you, you had many stitches, right? Yeah, it was pretty bad. But Which still, I hear that story from bad. a lot of, no, I hear that from a lot of people though. I really lucked out that I only, I didn't, I didn't tear it all on the outside. I just have one stitch on the inside but it took me a long like I was like I don't even want to know where it is I just mm-hmm. know it's in there somewhere and when I shower I can feel it um I thought it had come out but it's still hanging out in there and I can feel it and, every, and like just feeling it, I feel kind of queasy yeah it's I don't it's I don't want to know creepy, what's going on right? I don't want to see like and you just want it to you just kind of want it to go away so you can be like I'm okay I'm normal again <laughs> it's yeah. not there's not stitches there it didn't really happen I do think <laughs> that's why I'm like dieting and easing back into exercise sooner than I probably should be is just because I'm like I just want to go back to who I was right. with the baby but but who I was before but I would be just be I know you're being careful but I'm just going to be the paranoid mom and say just be really careful with the exercising cuz you don't want to start bleeding. I mean from all points of view. Like you could tear that stitch even Blah! if it's still there. It could like or or That's my favorite thing I've ever seen you do. Or you could your body could go into overdrive because you're working out and you could have scar tissue grow over that stitch. There's all kinds of stuff. So okay, I'm, I'm just I'm saying, done working out. I already was ambivalent. I, I was no, ambivalent I, about it to begin with. How about just I, take walks. Just take walks yeah, with the baby. Yeah. Just take a nice go to go for a thirty minute walk around the neighborhood. There you, go. you know, get okay. some fresh air and sunshine. I mean, that I'm not, might be more exercise than the way I ride the bike. You don't need to be getting <laughs> your heart into the you know the fat burning zone. Just get you know just walk around for a little bit. Okay. Anyway, I'm not. I just. No, no, no. I just I worry. Yeah, yes. I know. As soon as I realized that most people's reaction was that this seemed a little soon, I all of a sudden realized, oh, maybe this is too soon. I'm not like an after school special. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have hit the microphone with my hand like three times accidentally. Have you heard it, Jeff? No. Okay, good. Listeners, I wonder if you guys have. Usually I'm not this sloppy. But anyway... <laughs> That that I heard. That one I heard. <laughs> yeah, four times. Five. Sixteen. Seventeen. <laughs> Forty-five. I hit the microphone six hundred and twelve times. Um, it it just all makes me so tired and I don't even know what the it is exactly. This life. But you know what uh makes sleeping better? Mm. Sleeping on bowl and branch sheets, mm, which is yeah. what we sleep on. They're so comfortable. They're so luxurious. Mm -hmm. They're more affordable than you think. You don't need a new expensive mattress or sleeping pills. I mean, maybe you do. But first, start with your sheets. Just change the sheets. (laughs) Check out Bowling Branch. Everything they make from bedding to blankets is made from pure 100% organic cotton, which means they start out super soft and they get even softer over time. You buy directly from them, so you're essentially paying wholesale prices. Luxury sheets can cost up to $1,000 in the store. Bowling Branch sheets are only a couple hundred bucks. Everyone who tries Bowling Branch sheets loves them. That's why they have thousands of five-star reviews. And Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Fast Company are all talking about Bowling Branch. Even three U.S. presidents 
and this podcast are Sleep on Bowl and Branch Sheets. Shipping is free and you can try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, send them back for a refund. But I doubt you're going to want to send them back. There's no risk and no reason to not give them a try. To get you started right now, my listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com. Use promo code Allison. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's bowl, B-O-L-L, and branch. B-R-A-N-C-H dot com, promo code Allison, bowlandbranch.com, promo code Allison. Let's uh, do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Guys, I completely forgot to say, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. That's where we got our baby. That's where you and your wife got your baby? Yeah, just ordered off of Amazon. The really? One click, yeah. Prime? Overnight. Nice. <laughs> um, are you, and are you happy with the, totally. Free the quality of the... Fantastic. Yeah. It's, you can get everything. Mm-hmm. Um, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. Thank you for all of your Amazon support. It doesn't cost you anything extra to click through the banner. I, I debated not saying that part, but it does help out the show. Debated not saying that part, and then I thought, I'm just going to say it just for the one person who's like, I'm not going to click through your banner. I don't want it to cost anything extra. Did you debate? And did, fuck your show. Did you debate on whether or not to say <laughs> that you were debating about thinking about saying it? No, but if you want to hear me debate everything, if you want to hear me say a sentence and then question the end of the sentence <laughs> and then wish I hadn't started at all, Check out Patreon. <laughs> uh, allow me to back up. Patreon is like Kickstarter, uh, but you can support artists, podcasters, etc. on an ongoing monthly basis. And uh, for a certain level, you get extra bonus episodes every month. There's a live video stream. There's a level where you get merchandise in the mail, all sorts of fun stuff. And Jenna has been a guest on the bonus episodes. Greg Heller has been a guest on the bonus episodes. Allison Rosen has been a guest on the bonus episodes. And I recorded one with myself today. And, uh, that's, I did, I think it's a, it's fatigue that makes me start to second guess everything I'm saying. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, probably, but well, then again, though, it depends. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It was pretty bad at the beginning. And then I hit my stride and then I started yawning and having to clear my throat. So I realize I'm not selling it that well, but it's really up close and intimate with me. It's me. Unfiltered. Unfiltered, except with the filter of me. Yeah, lots of yawning and coughing and clearing the throat. But more intimate because we got pretty intimate. Yeah, that's right. We did. (laughs) Yes, we did. I'm sorry. It's Allison and Amir. (laughs) It's very intimate. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Daniel was on it for a little while. I make a surprise appearance. Yeah. I'm not selling. She's, no, she only comes out at night. (laughs) Um lost my train of thought but, oh yeah i didn't sell the episode well there's it's got a solid good chunk of me talking about also well, i answered your question so it's me talking about all sorts of nothing off limits stuff bookended with self-doubt and phlegm i like it my curiosity has been piqued Any, perfect anything could happen in this episode it's you it's know an e-ticket how, ride how how do i get it oh <laughs> how would i hear <laughs> thank this? you for asking and it sounds like <laughs> shtick, but literally, thank you for asking, because I was, I was just going to move on. You'd go to patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Oh. Okay. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Allison Rosen. All right. 
Let's really do just mirror everyone. You guys. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? No more body fluid talk, please, says. And I'd like to apologize to you, sir, because I think I've talked a fair amount about body fluids and just body stuff in this episode. Oh, was that actually somebody's screen name? Yeah, (laughs) but I think it's for us. Wow. Just, uh, Just mirror everyone. The tap has more than enough hot water. Still use kettle to boil cool water. Water heater water tastes weird. Yep. Yes. Oh, really? I don't do that. Wait, say this. Uh, let me like the, this. like tea or something. Yeah, you're just saying he could get hot water out of the tap, but it doesn't get hot. It doesn't like, get hot enough. Yeah, like oh my gosh, I can't take a sip of this. Yeah, I guess for me, it's like if I'm gonna boil it, why not get already hot water out and then go to boil because it shaves a couple of minutes off of the process. Although, oh, don't they say like I've heard? Hmm, I've heard that cold water boils faster than. Uh, yeah, I feel like that. I just call it's, bullshit. Though. Yeah, it's one of those things yes. that makes no sense, but you'll <laughs> see it every now and then. Somebody ask Siri. Um, <laughs> see what I did? Just tied it back around. Um, yeah. But here, my question is: This sounds like it's about taste and not temperature. Yeah. Right. And I just try not to. Sorry. This makes me sound. Candy. Does this yeah. person live in Flint? Um, I mean, I don't understand why the. Does it ta- does it change the te- taste of water to boil it? He's saying water heater water. Yeah, because the the warm water is coming from the water heater. Maybe you need a new water heater. If it's been over eight years. Well, but do you guys regularly oh. drink water? Sorry, to, this makes me sound like a real asshole. Do you guys drink water straight from the tap frequently? I do. If it's hot water, yeah. We have. We also have a filter at our house too. But I will drink from the tap. Yeah. Well, I have no problem. Now that the government's gotten rid of the clean water uh, protections, we should all be boiling our water. Don't mean to get all political. Mm. Politics. (laughs) (laughs) But boil boiling our water before brushing our teeth and stuff. Yeah, honey. Unless you want to end up a mutant. Mutant's not so bad. Yeah. No, it's going to help our economy things. to have uh, the coal industry pouring pollution into our waterways. It's good for America. It's making America great again with a big old peach-sized lump on your neck. <laughs> Baby Makes Three says, When I was little, my mom used to make us cheese toast and sprinkle sugar on the top. Just mirror everyone. No, no that's that not a me. Sounds like a good idea. It actually sounds delicious. What kind of cheese? Cheddar? I don't know. <laughs> Cheese toast with with a little sugar, sugar on top. No, I think I don't that know. Is that good? I'm not against it. I've never had that, but I think it would be it good. Could work, but you I know, like really weird things. You know what sounds great is like I think they do this in the Midwest, where it's a slice of apple pie with a slice of cheese on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds it's really good. Well, yeah. yeah. Taxi driver, I believe. Is that Robert that's De Niro that's, uh, had that when so he good. was out on his date with Sybil Shepherd. I think in Mad Men. And we all know how that, that went. Well. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I do uh, cinnamon sugar toast for my kids is like, a, oh, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. That's a good thing. But, uh, oh, yeah. The, the cheese. And um, you leave the cheese off? <laughs> I don't even unwrap it. <laughs> <laughs> we used to, my mom used to just put a tortilla with shredded cheese on it in the microwave. Yeah. I do that all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Poor man's quesadilla. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's a rich man's quesadilla? An that's actual a, quesadilla. same thing. I believe an that's a quesadilla. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. what that is. Quesadilla. Wait, but how how would an actual quesadilla be different than your poor man's grill it. You oh. you grill it or you put a little, do a little like oil in the pan. In, gotcha. Yeah, in Tucson, like in Tucson, I've never seen this anywhere else. Mexican food places will do. Um, it's kind of like an open faced quesadilla. Where they call it a cheese crisp, and they take a pizza tin, and they'll just have a giant tortilla, tortilla, and then they slice it, and you just kind of have the open. It's any more. Sounds like a pizza without the sauce and with an extremely thin crust. A little appetizer. Todd Campbell says, just mirror everyone, tracking a package, look at map to see distance between stops, and wonder why did it take so long to get from one to another. Oh I actually God. never. I what? Never been able to drill down to that level. Yeah, I've never looked at the map when I track a package. I just see the listing. Is that like what? What carriers offer that where you can see the yeah. driver's route? Amazon Prime Now, I think. I, you, you know, sometimes I look in at the driver's heart rate and I wonder why he's so excited. <laughs> Maybe if he's going through my package, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Stephanie Marlowe says, I didn't love being the baby at work, but now that we're hiring younger people, I feel old. Um. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. We've done it again. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> that was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to take this? Um, I was waiting. Didn't we say spaghetti in unison? Yes, we did. Boo. <laughs> um, I definitely can relate to being the youngest one and then no longer being the youngest one. Definitely. And I don't like it. No. Yeah, it's horrible. And then being the oldest one. Either What's way, happened? it's not fun. Yeah. And it's starting to happen because we're in 2017 and now there's people... You know, in college, in the workforce, who were born in the in two thousand. See, how is that even legal? That's crazy. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I was always the youngest one for so long that I think that became sort of a crutch and part of my identity. And so then it was really weird to realize, like, oh, I've I've lost my edge by a lot. Youngest in your family? No, youngest. In because I started writing professionally very young. I started I I did stuff for the LA Times when I was eighteen, and I was like, I'm so far ahead of everyone, <laughs> not socially but career wise. <laughs> and then now I just have nothing. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not true. Get her hand mirror. We're going to show you exactly what she. Johnny, show her what we have for her. <laughs> you. You. Uh, do you relate to this? Well, in a couple of ways. I mean, I was the youngest in my family. I'm the youngest of five boys. So I grew up very much, you know, being the baby, being spoiled, being that, you know, attention-seeking little kid. Um, But also now I feel like I'm just an epoch older than everyone Mm -hmm. always. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the old guy now. And that's weird. That's weird for me because I don't, uh, I don't, feel like uh, mentally I match that, you know? Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm like an old Lord of the Rings character now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, the only thing I'm missing is the walking staff. I'm just, uh, and it's, it, it's, 
Like, I guarantee you I'm probably the oldest person here by 15 years. And uh, uh, maybe 15, if that might be a stretch. That, but it, I probably so. 10 years. So. Probably yeah, 10 years. Uh, um, but it's... You need a long flowing beard, too. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I, you know... I, I don't. I, I feel I associate age with a uh, a sense of capability and knowledge and mastery of life, of which I have none. So I don't. Uh, I I now am like a man without an identity, time wise. Like I am no longer. I can't be the youngest, and I don't feel qualified to be to claim that older mantle so i don't know i'm just sort of lost in time i think as a comedian it's probably harder too because it's not like you have a title that you've gained over the years it's not like now you're the you know you're the senior comedian yeah you're the coo (laughs) of a company and it kind of marks how long you've been it's like you're you're a comedian and you're competing for jobs with people that are of all ages and stuff, so it's... Well, you just want it, like, you you know, ideally you want your comedy to reflect who you are and what you're thinking and feeling and experiencing in life. And I, for me now, that is just all about being miscast in the role of an adult <laughs> man, you know what I mean? And just, like, you know, we're all fucked when you start looking to me for answers, you right. know what I mean? Like, I feel like every day I leave my house and I just, like, get in my car and go... Oh, I think I fooled him again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Although, I, f- I think maybe that was always the case, and we thought that adults had their shit together. Except I feel like... It. Sorry. I don't know. Up. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm just... Yeah, you ever watch, like, you know, kindergarten teachers partying at a bar, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, I used to think my kindergarten teachers were, like, specially chosen. You know what I mean? Yeah, you totally. When you're little, yeah. you think your teachers are, like, you know, one step away from being on a mountaintop somewhere. And then yeah. you see, and you know, you go out onto, like, a TGI Fridays, and they're funneling margaritas <laughs> and vomiting in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was wondering, too. I was thinking the person who does accept the mantle of being like the elder statesman of the group, does that person really feel like an adult? Um, do you, Al? That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> Al, how does it feel? Do I feel like an adult? And have you always felt like, you yes. seem like someone who's Al always felt like an adult. when he was seven years yeah. old. He was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he does know the answer. <laughs> Uh, I have always been old. Yeah. I've always hung out with the older crowd. I always wanted, like I wanted, I left high school early, went to college early, left college early. Like I was always just trying to get ahead. But see, Um, that would mean that you were the baby of the group. I wasn't, uh, I'm the middle child. I more just had a chip on my shoulder for wanting to be older. And I didn't like when someone... Uh, disqualified me because of my age. Right. So like if I was listening to my parents converse with some other adult and the other adult would say like, you don't get it. I'd be like, screw you. I'm stand- I'm not saying anything. I'm not, sa- I'm not giving my opinion, but I'm allowed to sit here and listen to you and form my own <laughs> ideas about what you're saying. You wanted oh, a seat at the table. Adult. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a kid. I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> that I had that kind of chip. And then because I was in the early stage of millennial, and they would, uh, when I first got corporate jobs, they were bashing millennials really hard. I had a chip on my shoulder on that one as well. Because I, I would fly in as this corporate rep who was like 22 years old to a hospital and go to this hospital C- CEO and CFO and say like, you're going to switch to computers and I'm going to help you do it. And they'd be like, yeah, 
go back to kindergarten, you moron. <laughs> and so I, I always had that kind of chip right. to just try to like impress them. And, you were Doogie Howser you know, Titan of industry. It was terrible. It was really, <laughs> really, really terrible. So I am not sure that millennials are really that different than any other generation. Did we already talk about this on that show? Are they really? Or is it just that young people rub everyone the wrong way? There's, no there's offense to my young listeners. I'm, I'm kind of joking. There's differences, but I don't think the differences are inherent in them. I think it's because they grew up in a different time and learned different lessons. You know, I think like what I've found in hiring millennials, and it's just becoming less and less a, uh, an issue as, you know, the, I don't know, it, I don't know what's changed. Maybe it's the early part of the millennials are worse, Al. But, um, Very well could be. But I think that, um, there is a an attitude that they have that, and this is a good thing, that society's not going to take care of me, so they are very kind of, they're not loyal um, in general, um, which is probably the right way to look at it. So they will, you'll hire a millennial, they'll A, th- this is the bad part, and this is probably all generations, they think that they're better than the job they're given. Um, but they also, they don't, won't stick around for a year out of some sense of like, oh, you hot, you train me and you spend all this money. Like, if they find another job, they're out of there. And I think that, you know, the Gen X was the first generation where, you know, the, the generation before us, they were raised where it's like, you could go to work for IBM right out of college and you'll, you'll retire at IBM, you know, and you'll get a watch and the company will take care of you. And our generation was kind of the first generation where it's like, there is no security in whatever job and there's a sense of like disillusionment. I think a lot of the angst we felt was like, oh, we're not going to get taken care of. But millennials never had that illusion in the first place. They yeah. never, well, they, they, you never were raised with the notion that a company was going to take care of you. So there's more, much more of a sense of like, I've got to market myself. I've got to take care of myself. I, you know, you're not going to take care of me, company. So I why am I going to be loyal I to you? I think our issue was we grew up with the notion that companies were going to screw you. Or even so, worse. So, like, the company is going to attack me at some point, and they will not care. Yeah. Like Enron, HealthSouth, all these major So companies. even further than what I'm saying. Yeah, and and so worse. for that, I don't blame them. And in fact, it's probably right from our point of view, as me as the employer, it's frustrating because it's like, well, I, fuck, you know, I just spent all this money, like, training and all this... But it's like, I can't really blame them because the truth is, yeah, we would just fire you if we had to fire you. I mean, we're not. So uh, I think I think that I guess I'm defending millennials there. Yeah, it, it's just it's weird. There's there's bad ones and good ones in every generation. So that was a lot thing. of bad ones. I was always trying to be <laughs> more adult and hide the fact of the year I was born because they'd make fun of me when I was booking a plane ticket. <laughs> Things like that. like. But let's be honest. It's not like any young generation has been embraced by their elders exactly. and been like, right. these kids, they're awesome. They're wise <laughs> yeah. beyond what their years. Generation. Than Every us. time they open <laughs> yeah. up their mouths, I yeah. think they're wonderful. I yeah. love everything they have to say. And, uh, and I particularly love their music. Yeah, yeah. well and done. The way they dress. Hats off, kids. You guys have finally gotten it <laughs> well right. Done. You know what's right with kids today? <laughs> yeah. If only we were like that when we were young. I tell you, I just hired someone who should be my boss. <laughs> they have something to teach me. Uh, Lila Rolling Stone says, just mirror everyone, want to murder people who feel that yes. the best... <laughs> Not just you. Just wait, just wait. Wait for the... Best place to cross the street is six to ten feet away from the actual crosswalk. 
I don't have that much ire for those people. I worry that maybe I'm one of them. I mean, it depends on whether I'm a pedestrian or a driver. I guess that's right. Yeah. Speaking as a person who's been hit by cars multiple times, I always walk in the crosswalk strictly for liability's sake. Because when I get hit, I want to say, I was in the crosswalk. Talk to my lawyer. I'm sorry. You've been hit by cars multiple times? Yeah. I know know about your bike accident. Bike accidents. Oh. Yeah. Have you ever been hit while you were um, walking? Just once. Just once. What happened? (laughs) I was just walking. The car just hit me. Was this all back east? Yeah. Yeah, I oh God, I saw. I'll never forget it in New York City once coming out of a bar two o'clock in the morning. I saw a livery cab driver barreling east and and uh, hit a hit a person in a crosswalk. Oh my God! I mean, like oh my word! Oh God, it was so vivid. Actually, they were going west, and uh, it was at Columbus Avenue. And I remember the person getting hit on the east side of the street in the crosswalk and landing mm-hmm. on the west side of the yeah. street in the crosswalk. And and I remember like having a surreal moment when they were in the air going, wow, they are just below the street light. Like that's Holy shit. how, that's the arc of the body. Oh my and God. I, I mean, uh, like I, that would really fuck me up. Uh, it was, uh, I, I, the person at the bar that, uh, I was coming out of said that they knew that person. I, years, uh, I, later, I shouldn't say years, months later, I found out that, um, that, uh, they lived with traumatic brain injury. Yeah. So, yeah. but it was, I, I it have was one friend. of those things where it was just surreal. It was a right. surreal. Yeah. You have a friend where he, um, in college in Chicago had, was walking down the street with a, and his friend got hit by a car same sort of thing where he flew up in the air and traumatic completely like com- fucked him up traumatic brain whatever it's it's one of those things and it doesn't have to be an accident like that but there you know you i worked with somebody who um you know my age and worked with them for years and then 75 they, they yeah they 70 <laughs> 78 um <laughs> Anyone in the seventies really qualifies, but uh, but you know, uh, in their forties had a um, a catastrophic stroke, and 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 it just anything like that reminds you that like we're all just one turn of events away from having your card pulled. You know what I mean? Like it just pivots that quickly. Mm-hmm. When I've seen yeah, accidents scary. like that, because I've had a couple experiences where I've seen people be hurt like that for me i can't get the sound of it out of my head that's what haunts more than the visual is like what you heard Mm -hmm. that will haunt me till this day it haunts me on certain things where it's just like i can't forget that sound and it it, it's just horrible just awful so if you folks if you get hit by a car remember to make a sound that's pleasant because people are going to remember it. Oh, they'll right. never forget it. <laughs> what you want to do is go wee when you're in the area. <laughs> this ain't so bad. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. The, uh, but as far as the just me or everyone goes, I think the problem with people at, when I'm a driver, uh, if they cross close to the, to the crosswalk, but not at, is that I'm expecting them at the crosswalk. So it's, it's more unexpected if they're stepping out into the street six feet from the crosswalk it's like i see the crop you know so you're just yeah. putting yourself in more danger not not you know and, th- and this is a tangential change but I, and it may be cliche but when you're walking 
in front of when you're crossing the crosswalk or or something or maybe it's not even a crosswalk but you're a p- person is letting you cross the street and you go out of your way <laughs> to take your time go fuck yourself you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean it's like, it's yeah. like you have the right away but you don't have to flaunt it like you like and yeah. and it's the <laughs> glance over like the look at you yes. like to just let you know that i'm i am in absolutely no hurry yeah that's frustrating yeah i feel like so we live in a neighborhood with a lot of uh, hasidic jews and if it's shabbos which is basically sundown friday to sundown saturday and i'm driving like home from work i feel like they slow the fuck down because and some- they also the family will walk over the course of 45 feet like there's yeah. they're just strung out by generations but, you know what i mean but it's I feel like, like ducks crossing yeah, the road but, and they're making i feel like they're making a religious point to me like i'm not going to let you and your technology and mm-hmm. it's like oh fucking go right like, yeah right I did tense up when I heard the beginning. I was like, oh, where's this headed? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Demian Cordova says, recently I noticed I'm experiencing several dreams that I've had before. Hashtag reruns. Mm. It's interesting because I'm wondering how is that different than a recurring dream? And I don't know, but I, know I feel like feeling, it is different. I know the Lobsters. Of having <laughs> is it, is it like a recurring theme or the exact same? Sounds like is he's it saying a repeat it's the exact or... same dream. Yeah. Well, I then I think that that's recurring. a recurring dream, right? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I have the I have similar dreams more than once. So, like, I'll have you're eating it, dinner be, with the host of AFV. It's, yeah, and it's like me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Tom, and, and then I get to host it. Um, <laughs> No, it's like uh, it'll be like in the same house or the same location, but the dream is slightly different. So yes. I'll, I'll be like in the same locations multiple times. I, I have dreams in similar locations constantly. Yeah. I, I'm constantly having dreams where I'm either in some sort of hotel or in an airport. I'm always having airport dreams or hotel dreams. Yeah, and I think I've had dreams pick up. Like, so it'll end three weeks ago, and then I've like continued the dream. Like in three weeks. And I'll remember like, like oh yeah. Like your dream went on hiatus? Yeah. Like, like too like, hard. Uh, cool. Yeah. I have weird dreams. I've had recent dreams where I have either woken up angry at the person who did something in the dream. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or woken up and felt guilty mm. for something oh, I did yeah. in that dream. Yeah. Which is I weird. I hate that. When you wake up with like an emotional hangover. Like yeah, literally. It's a weird, you wake up in a actually, state of angst. If, yeah. Well, no, actually for me, if I dream something I feel guilty about and I wake up and I realize I didn't do it, it's awesome. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, get out of jail free. Like, I didn't do that thing. It takes me a while sometimes, though. Sometimes yeah. I'll, it'll, I'll have to talk myself into it. was like... That you know that didn't happen. It didn't happen. It right. didn't happen at all. But yeah. then, do you wonder? Because when I have that experience, then I think, but am I maybe angry at that person, and that's what created the dream, and mm. or feeling guilty about something, and that's what created maybe. the dream? Although, in the course of saying it, I'm thinking, but probably it's never really about the person you're dreaming about. It's like, yes, there was anger you were dreaming about, but it. You yeah, know, it was represented by someone else. I feel like it's usually not directed at the person. Like usually, it's like, oh, okay, phew, I didn't do that thing, and then there's that feeling of, oh, but that girl I cheated on Allison with was so sexy. So I don't know, you know. Oh, like, the redheaded secretary. Yeah. So it's a, a it's sort of, of like good and a bad. Yeah. 
Christina Hendricks and Mad yeah. Men. Is that what this is about? <laughs> yeah. But exactly. remember, I had that series of dreams where, um, where you were cheating on me. <sighs> where you were cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember waking up from them and like I knew that it wasn't, I knew it was just a dream, but I still felt sort of wrecked by the dream. Yeah, I've woken yeah. up mad at Al. <laughs> Where it's like, he, I, in the dream, he cheated on me with, say, Jennifer Aniston. That's a dream I've had. And I remember waking up and being like, I know it back. wasn't that real, was but I am that, Yeah, That was not a dream. <laughs> that, oh, jeez. That happened. Oh, jeez. I'm okay with it, actually. <laughs> it wasn't, I just remembered, it wasn't cheating on me. It was that you had fallen in love with someone else and you were leaving me. And oh. there was, But I was accept. Oh. I was like, I can't stand in the way of true love. Whoa! Oh, wow! Yeah. Wow! Noble. Yeah, I w- I'm very centered in my dreams, Man. specifically about Daniel leaving. I would have woken up like I am burning the fucking house down. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know. Me too. For sure. No, I was just really like I just felt really sad and mournful. It wasn't mm. angry because I was like, he doesn't. You can't choose who you fall in love with. He's not trying to hurt me. He just mm. happened to fall in love with this. What was she, a mm. musician physicist or musician? What? I uh, no, musician optometrist. full Who designed package. swimwear. And, the full uh, package. She yeah. was... She was an optometrist. A optometrist. Was, like a, was she also a musician, though? She was like a lecturing optometrist. Like, she was the best <laughs> in her field. And then she was like a... Yeah. Also... She played the oboe. But yes. Who, who didn't have to lose any weight after pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> No problems breastfeeding. That's what all right. guys are looking for. Is That's what you nice want. Subtom. It's really what you want, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just picture you having sex with an optometrist. Better or worse? Better? Yeah. <laughs> Better or worse? <laughs> Better? Exactly. Better or worse? Hansi Copperfield says, this is a real visceral one. When blowing up a balloon and that corner cheek spot under the ear inflates, it feels fucking awful. Ooh, oh, yep. yes. It's like yep. right, it's like oh, right at the yes, base. That, like what is that? that? I don't know, I but it's no horrible. Oh, it's an awful, it's like, a, it's like your face is being ripped off from the sides. Yeah, it's a terrible it's a, feeling. It was in the beginning the of that, bone. I was watching the pacifier go out of his mouth there. When blowing up a balloon oh. and that corner cheek spot under right the there. ear inflates, it feels fucking awful. I haven't thought about that in a really long time. Yeah. yeah. I don't blow up a lot of balloons these days. Yeah. But nope. I definitely know what she's talking about. Thanks for reminding me, Hansi. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hansi, <laughs> yeah, Hansi's a good contributor. Hey, I have one sort of. This earlier you were singing that song "Doe Deer" to yes. our song. Um, wh- whoever wrote that song, I don't know if anyone else has thought of this, but like, so it's uh, you go so. What does it go? A needle Do- pulling Do- thread. Th- yeah, and what's the next one? Um, la, a note no, that yeah. no, la, a note yeah. that follows so. Chunky yeah. chicken vegetable, chunky chicken vegetable, chunky chicken vegetable, chunky chicken vegetable. You don't vegetable. like that lyric? I mean, I, la, I feel like it's You gotta think of something. Sense. Everything yeah. else has a thing. La is a note that follows so. It is a thing. But every yeah. note is a note that follows the note before. It's not, right. it's like, it's lazy Ray, writing. A note that follows doe. Doe is a deer. I get it. Okay. Uh, There's just nothing else locked in. So, yeah. lie, they're like, nah, I don't know. It's just a, a note that follows so. La, something in a courtroom. La, you know, latch. like, it's not. Well, yeah. It's just. Exactly. I'm just latch. saying. There like, you go. Yeah. I'm just saying whoever wrote it gets too much credit. It's uh, not a good, it's not a well written song. Okay. There's a little person here who's not enjoying this podcast right now. I think I. I just shit on something that he likes. Right. He upset. likes that song. Yeah. He was enjoying the song. Yeah, I sang him all the greats from Sound of Music. I sang him Do Re Mi, My Favorite Things, 
Do you have a pretty Edelweiss. voice? No, I really don't. <laughs> I am 16 going on 17. Did you oh, that I didn't sing oh, okay. that one. Right. Right. I enough. should That's have. Fair. My, vo- I, It's okay. My voice is not strong, you know, right. but uh, I think I think it's nice <laughs> enough. You make, I forgot. you make a decent Liesl? Is that... Uh, I was pretty obsessed with sound of music when i was a child i had a turtle named liesel <laughs> uh i knew that i could name all of the von trapp kids i did enjoy i'm 16 going on 17 I, there's also there's some songs i'm forgetting too yeah i'm realizing when i try to think of songs to sing them i don't know that many good songs to sing a baby that's, that's so tricky i know the repertoire runs thin and then you're like Oh, I probably shouldn't sing this next, song. Next time, right. and then it's just back in black. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can I'm start getting in a nine-inch nail. I'm just a crazy cat. I'm just a cat. I hurt. You're like, why do I know all the lyrics to this song, but I can't get through Baba Black Sheep? Yeah. <laughs> I was, what's the one? I confuse it with, oh, Hush Little Baby. Oh, I ne- I don't know Papa's any gonna, of the words. I changed it to Mama because I was singing. Well, of you know, course. Gonna buy you, but then it just so it's hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird, and if that mockingbird don't sing, Mama's gonna buy you a diamond ring, and if that diamond ring don't so- don't shine, that's where I'm done. Yeah, I looked up the lyrics. There's been a couple songs now where I just look up the lyrics and I just mm-hmm. sing them off my phone as if he cares, <laughs> as if he's like, I already heard that lyric. <laughs> Yeah, but it's for you because you're the one who has to endure it. Yeah. I know I've done that. I have done that exact same thing, looking up those lyrics to that song at that point and been like, oh, wow. <laughs> There's so much like horse and cart. There's yeah. a lot. They're buying a lot for this kid and yes. a lot is not working There's out. There's a lot of horse and cart stuff. Yeah. The cart turns over. Right. Right. A dog named Rover. Right. And if that dog named Rover don't, I don't know what. There's yeah. just a lot of eventualities. They really have canvassed I, yeah. the whole situation. If the, if the dog named Rubber don't fetch, mommy's going to call <laughs> La Lech is how it goes, right? That- <laughs> I'm going to sing that from now on. Oh, speaking of dogs, I have a dog, an adoptable dog to tell you guys about. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 That's what you are. That's what you are. All right, Catherine from Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge sent this in. Up for adoption at Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge is Black Lab Mix Cullen. Cullen is a young adult male, about a year and a half old, full grown, and at his optimal weight of 50 pounds. Like all labs, Cullen is lovable and loyal and mixes easily with other dogs. I'd like to make it clear I realized that joke didn't make sense. I was making a joke as if like, oh, I'm jealous that the dog only weighs 50 pounds. I'm sorry that I had to go back and do that extra lap here. Attention, Colonel Jeff Fox. He also gets along just fine with the cat in his foster home. 
Cullen is a beautiful athlete and is a joy to watch at play. He eagerly will chase a tennis ball and loves to play with leaves in a most charming way. Cullen is one handsome boy. He has a sleek, solid black coat, ultra-long legs, and golden eyes. Cullen is the perfect family pet just waiting for his listeners. And you can find out more about him. You can see his pet finder page by going to tinyurl.com slash adopt Cullen. C-U-L-L-E-N. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash adopt Cullen. C-U-L-L-E-N. And I will also have a link and a photo in the episode summary of this episode on my website. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And Daniel has stepped away for a moment, but we know that he would say to... Dequants on the snappy. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> and Daniel... Eye doctor professor bitch. That's what it there was. It she was just eye an doctor eye doctor professor bitch. And a professor. And a, professor. And a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a hyphenate. <laughs> Looks She's good a on triple her threat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Al, where do we go for you? I am at the hashtag Al everywhere. Jenna? You can follow me at Jenna Kim Jones on Twitter and Instagram. And also check out our podcast, Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones, featuring myself, the hashtag Al, and some good times this week. This episode that came out yesterday is all about how we ran into a listener who who saw us get in a fight over a donut so it's a pretty oh my good god one. you should definitely it's listen wonderful. i need to hear that yeah and check that out at uh, jennykimjones.com or also wherever there are podcasts <laughs> what winchells has brought together <laughs> let no man tear us under you can uh, you can find me at john underscore henson uh, twitter.com Thank you so much for being on the show, John. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love being here, and it was really nice to meet your baby thank and your husband. You. Thank you. Um, and everyone else, thank you for being on the show. And listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Rosen is your new best friend